Hi, everybody. Paula here. Uh, Before we get started on this week's very spooky Halloween episode, um, I actually locked Josh in the other room so I could have the honor of delivering some very good news to you all by myself, honey, hugging that spotlight. And that is that Being Earnest is so excited We are partnering with Chicago Humanities Festival, which if you don't live in the city, if you're not familiar, Chicago Humanities Festival is this incredible festival celebrating thinkers and and people who are doing like very cool things. And as part of that, we are going to be chatting with very special guest Ari Seth Cohen next week. Uh, You have absolutely seen Ari's work around. He is the creator of Advanced Style, which is a style blog, Instagram, book series, documentary, uh, chronicling, is that a word? Chronicalizing? Taking pictures of people over 60s outfits. And I, you have to hit follow right this second. These outfits are going to blow your mind. The captions are going to blow your mind. It's incredible. And also great news because Chicago Humanities Festival has given us three pairs of tickets to Ari's upcoming talk on Style Over 60. That is going to be Saturday, November 9th. And it's so easy. All you have to do is take a picture of you wearing your best, fanciest, favorite outfit inspired by the blog. Post that be sure to tag Chicago Humanities at at Chai Humanities. Tag us at at Being Earnest Pod and hashtag that advanced style, baby. Uh, the top three posts are going to get two tickets to this speech and a couple of tote bags. It's going to be amazing. If you did not follow that, we are going to be posting literally all over social media. Uh, so we are really excited. Be sure to listen again next week. We're going to have Ari. It's a ton of fun. Uh, And we will uh, talk to you soon about this, like in a second, because this is right before the podcast episode. Bye, everyone. If you could be anything, why not be Let me brush away these cobwebs as I walk cobweb, cobweb, into this cobweb. very spooky house. Bats, 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 flap, flap, flap. I knew I shouldn't have snuck out of my house and gone here alone, but I just had to know what's inside <laughs> old McGregor's old house. Ooh, sound of chains rattling. Sound of chains rattling. Oh, this sounds so spooky and almost like it's a metaphor, maybe. Uh, podcaster can't think of anything else to say. Ooh. Oh my God, this is the most terrifying thing in the world. <laughs> Welcome to Being Earnest, a very sincere podcast. I'm Josh. I'm Paula. And we're here to bring you the earnest, and for this week, spooky, spooky. news of the day. Ooh. Now, we don't know when you're listening to this, dear listeners, but if you're listening on the first day which you which you should be it'll be two days before halloween Ooh, and maybe you're listening after maybe maybe you're on your way to a party the weekend after in november (laughs) that's right listeners it's a little special episode we like to call 
Hallowernest. Hey, great pun. Thank you. Spookily good pun. I don't. I don't. I. I wouldn't call it a pun, but I would call it fun. <laughs> <laughs> we just made a portmanteau. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. It's two words mashed together, because port and meant anyway. Paula. Portmanteau sounds like a wine. <laughs> Paula. Yes. Hello, Ernest. Yes. Not Halloween. They are no, different things. Different, but I would say that you might find some similarities. <laughs> our keen-eared listeners <laughs> might find some things that are pretty similar. See if you can spot the similarities. <laughs> so I guess what I would ask is, as a Jewish person in Passover, yes, one of the key questions of the four questions is how is tonight different than all other nights so i'm gonna pose you the same question about hallow earnest how is tonight different than all other nights well hallow earnest is kind of the big holiday around here um you know how halloween you're doing trick-or-treating mm-hmm. well at hallow earnest 100 treats that makes sense because you wouldn't want tricks yes. if you're being earnest and sincere and and you go door to door and then each person opens the door and then they give you something that they earnestly love whether it's like a copy of a dvd or an applebee's gift card my grandmother gave me this necklace (laughs) (laughs) it's been in my family for years but you random small child it would look good on you (laughs) it's called the heart of the ocean (laughs) now run along and don't take any big ships (laughs) They come to my house. I just show them videos of like performers on the subway being like, I love this. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, yeah. So what would you, if that's the. Ooh, if we're just, if we're just treating out things. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> treating out things that we really love. Um, gosh, what a good question. I think mine would be the week, the like last week of summer, you know, when you're just like really trying to squeeze it all in. Oh, yeah. So we're fully hypothetical at this <laughs> point. I just whisper it to the kids. Well, but to be fair, I don't think that Hello Ernest is contained by our understanding of time and space. No, no, no. It exists on a different plane. Yes. And it's on the different kind of molecular level. Yes. Like it's we're It's all coursing within us at all times. It's just that this is the night where it all comes to fruition. Comes to fruition. Yes. Yeah, exactly. What are you giving out at the treat or treating? <laughs> treat or treating. <laughs> um, let's see. I think that I would give out facts that you can say when you feel awkward in social situations. That holds up for you. Yeah. <laughs> right? I'm being earnest. You are being it's, earnest about it's it. It's hollow earnest. <laughs> I guess I'd give out the link to like rate and subscribe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Josh, but but similar to Halloween, if we're inventing hollow earnest. Sure. Or as you may also affectionately call it, Ernest Ween. <laughs> God. Oh, that's so gross. <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously you're not just tr- treat or treating. Sure. What other things are we going to do on hollow earnest? I think an important part of Hallow Ernest is to take pictures of yourself with your friends. Oh, yes. The ceremonial pictures with friends time. Yes, exactly. And it's got to be like you 
decided that you were going to take the picture together. Uh-huh. And like maybe you set a self timer. The ideal here is that you set a self timer and then someone was like, "All right, is it on? Is it on? Is it not? Okay, good." And then like runs and in is like and there's like, "Is it good?" And then it's not and you have to take it again. Yes. It's a whole tradition. Yes, it could it's also very be done fun. with a selfie. It could also be done by a well, random sell, stranger. Uh, they sell um uh marketed uh selfie ha- sticks for it. Hello Ernest <laughs> selfie sticks. Hello Ernest yeah. selfie sticks. I think also another important part of Hello Ernest is uh you are always doing like really fun group costumes and everyone is happy with the one that they got. So no <laughs> okay. one has to be like, I guess I'll be Velma. Like everyone's <laughs> happy with theirs. So yeah, no, I would, I think that is great. I Cause think if that you is- do a group costume, there's always going to be like at least one in the group that is taking one for the team. Mm. There's always one who's like, I guess I'll be that. Yeah. Like I will be in the, Scooby-Doo costume for the entire night, yeah. I guess. <laughs> I'll be the butt of the Scooby-Doo costume. <laughs> Just a huge Scooby-Doo. Yeah. <laughs> it's a seven-person Scooby-Doo. <laughs> um, so listeners at home, when you are celebrating Hello Ernest, make sure that you are doing costumes as a group. And it doesn't have to be that you planned them to be as a group. Ideally, yes, you <gasps> did all of all of uh, Mario Kart. But also, if you can find something thematically that makes you a group. Yes. Or you show up as something that is one aspect of a group costume. Mm-hmm. And you go to the party and magically a bunch of people are there as other aspects of the group costume. Mm-hmm. So you just go as peanut butter and lo and behold, here, here comes jelly. <laughs> Oh, and here comes bread. (laughs) And here comes plate. (laughs) And here comes knife. (laughs) Oh, I really love these. Yeah, I I really love these. Also, you get the day off work. Oh, yeah, of course. You get the day off work, but there's a big parade. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. In the town square. (laughs) So I, I like the idea of a trick. Yes. As well. But not one that's malicious. No. So I don't like that the idea with Halloween Ugh. is that... Halloween, you, lame, sucks, mean. Because when you think about it, the phrase trick or treat yeah. is like, you let me trick you because I am a child wearing a different costume and you admit defeat as, a, as an adult. <laughs> <laughs> or you give me a treat and you keep the power balance. Yes. <laughs> it's a... It's a, it's a um, a protection scheme. It's like the mafia. It's like, it really give it me really the treat is. or else I'm going to trick you. You know what? Trick-or-treaters should just be running around in tiny mafioso costumes. Yeah, right. Exactly. Tiny little godfathers. You said you were going to give me that Snickers bar last week. I'm trying to do you a solid, Jerry. Carrying a tiny baseball bat. Yeah, right. Like, like one right of at knee level. Yeah, the little baseball bats that they give you like at the stadium. <laughs> the souvenir ones. Yes. Um, so I think where Hallow Ernest is going to be different is that maybe there are, it's kind of like tricks, but it's riddles. Ooh. It's like things where... Treat the, or treat or riddles. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So the trick part of all of this and the like, ooh, do we not know, is going to be something that someone gives to someone else that if they figure out, they're going to feel great that they... That they figured it out, but also there's still an air of mystery and suspense and disguise. And the treater treater has to (laughs) give them a piece of whatever they got in their little bag. 
Yeah, so if, like, if the they can't get the riddle. Right. So then if it's you're a, an adult behind that door and you're giving all night, well, guess what, honey? It's time to start taking. Yes, I like this because trick-or-treating, it shouldn't be a one-way economy. Yes, everything. Agreed. Let's think about it. It's a two-way marketplace, like Lyft or like Uber or like yes, Postmates. we're all getting something We're all out of getting it. something out of this. Yes, I agree. So let's, so let's role-play this for a let's second. Let's role-play this. Okay. Um, so do you want to be the treater-treater or do you want me to be you the You know what? You're kind of the riddle master of this podcast. So okay. You'll be the treater-treater. I'll be uh, the friendly person at the door. Oh, I thought that I was thinking that the friendly person at the door is the one who gives the, the riddle. Oh. Because then if the kid can't get it, they have to give them a piece of candy. Oh, see, I was thinking opposite. Mm, let's Where try it both ways. Treater, treater. Right, let's try it both ways. <laughs> we'll figure out which one's funnier. <laughs> All right. I will be the child. Okay. Ding dong. Lights off. <laughs> just, just kidding. Ding dong, ding dong, oh. ding dong, ding dong. <laughs> All right, opening the door. Hello, child. What a good costume you have. Are you dressed as a businessman? <laughs> I am. I am. I'm dressed as the boss baby. Could oh. you not tell that I was the boss baby? Oh, and you have tiny little Deloitte Consulting Group business cards. <laughs> yes, you can see this is both mine and for my assistant. <laughs> All right, in. Typical Hallows, uh, Halloweenist fashion. Yes. Are you ready I'm for? Also aware of the holiday. <laughs> are you ready for the ceremonial riddle? Yes. Bring it on, child. All right. Let me sing the song first. <laughs> treat or treat, treat or treat. He's doing so I get dance. something sweet, or I give you something sweet. He's doing. Give a dance. you a riddle for you to solve, and if. You get it. I will absolve. That, see, that's exactly the song he was doing. The little dance he was twirling. Yes. Yes. Well, riddle what? me, riddle me, kid. <laughs> What's black and white and red all over? Newspaper. No, it's a <gasps> penguin covered in ketchup. Oh, you lying little give son of me, a! Give me, give me your candy. <laughs> I thought that went pretty well. I think it went pretty that's well. That's a pretty standard interaction in our holiday that went pretty well yeah do we want to try it the other way well let's try it the other way sure all right well you're the treater treater okay right. let me get into character real fast okay ding dong ding dong ding dong ding dong open ice flap just staring out what's the password hey the password's <laughs> treat or treat <laughs> Open you door. don't have to be a child to be a treat or treater. <laughs> we should have said that. Yes. Anyone can treat or treat. Yes. On uh, Hello Ernest. Yes. Which I cannot remember the name of every time I say it. <laughs> Ernest Ween. Hello Ernest. <laughs> All right. I open the door. Hey, what's up, man? Treat or treat. It's me, a grown ass adult. Sup, <laughs> bruh. Cool. Cool. I guess you're cool. Want to hang out sometime? <laughs> Oh, is this the riddle? No. Nope. Is this the riddle? You have to give me a Because, like, I don't know how to have adult male friends. It's really hard to, like, make friends as an adult. Honestly, I'm glad you're being super vulnerable right now. Because everyone keeps telling me there's so many ways to make it. Take a class. Go yeah. online. I don't Dude, know. Dude, it's harder than that. Yeah, exactly. I took improv for, like, I did the entire I.O. thing. Oh, I've heard of that. Improv yeah, Olympic. Improv Olympic. Yeah, I didn't, really, all I got out of it was pff, paying them a lot of money. High five to that, man. <laughs> hey, why don't we ditch this really super real holiday? And you and I go get a brewski up the street. Maybe talk about some adventures we'd like to have. 
I love that idea, and I've got a one up you on it. All Why right. don't you just come into my home? I've got some Bruscaronis in my mini fridge oh, man. in Bruce the back. Bruscaronis, I thought only I knew that word. <laughs> and we can uh, sit on my porch and talk about it and talk about cars and golf. Yes, I have a lot of feelings I'm ready to process. Do you like Tame Impala? I think it's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that also I, went exactly, that also as, went exactly as I thought. I like the riddle in that one. And the riddle was friendship. <laughs> yes, how to be an adult. How to be a grown-up. So holidays need iconography and art and like mascots. Yes, you have to have something to put in the little clip art search section of Microsoft. So if we're coming up with a mascot, I think let's start with maybe some adjectives. You yes. know, I've worked in... Uh, marketing and ad agencies before and usually let's just start by maybe throwing out some adjectives around um how we want this uh holiday to feel i would say we keep spooky okay i also say we keep earnest yes i think those are two really good ones yeah and the word ween (laughs) (laughs) the word ween the word ween i have a really good idea for a mascot oh cool already yeah uh do you know the song by weezer beverly hills that's where I want to be. That's, Beverly, Beverly. <laughs> that's the mascot. <laughs> <laughs> it's a printout of those lyrics. It's a print, it, or it's just the album cover <laughs> with features Beverly Hills yes. on it. Yes. I do like that it's a lot. It's not the song, it's the mascot. <laughs> God, yes, I see. Yeah. I see. I kind of like taking other things from pop culture as kind of our own. <laughs> yeah, right. And also, what about that? And then also, like, two of the Honey, I Shrunk the Kid kids. <laughs> <laughs> like the... When they're adults, after they've processed what's oh, happened sure. to them. sure. Interesting. <laughs> I like that a lot. Yeah. I like that a lot. Um, I was thinking, you know, one of the most cherished memories I have of Halloween, the inferior holiday. Uh-huh. Um, is carving jack-o'-lanterns oh, yeah. with my family. Aww. So I'm just, and I don't have an answer to this yet, but I want something that I can open up gut and put a candle in, carve up and put a candle in. Ooh. You know okay, what I mean? So something, uh, plant, like a produce kind of thing? Or? Yeah, or like a couch. <laughs> oh, okay. What about like a... So the month before Halloween, everybody's kind of rushing out. They're going to the curbside. They're finding old chairs, old couches. And you kind of traditionally, you bring them inside (laughs) and you carve, you rip out the guts and you stick in a candle. Yeah. So I'm realizing that the candle part is probably the thing that's a problem here because it's an electric candle. Oh, oh, uh. Halloween's branded candle that oh, you can buy. One of our, uh, one of the other mascots is uh, fire safety. <laughs> this really is starting to seem like a marketing opportunity for us. It, uh, starting to? I mean, I think that's pretty much why holidays were invented anyway. Yeah, it was for marketing purposes. Sell cards. Yeah. <laughs> sell electric candles. Or sell a religion, depending on yeah, that's what true. you're doing. That's true. That's true. I could also see what if you, so pumpkins or gourds. Uh-huh. Just a different gourd. So you carve like, instead of a pumpkin in its circular majesty, you carve something that's like those weird gourds that like have end. Like, oh, they're like, like a butternut squash. Yeah, like a butternut squash. And it's like very hard to do because they're not very big. So it's just like kind of looks bad. Yeah, you, you, what you do is you, t- you okay, here's what you're going to do, listeners. Okay. You're going to go to your local grocery store. Love that. And you're going to find... The biggest acorn squash that you can find. Uh-huh. You're going to cut that squash in half. 
you're going to take one half of it, cut out the seeds, kind of make a little divot in there, stick a candle in it. The side that's on the bottom mm-hmm. of the, uh, you're going to cut it like uh, horizontally, not vertically. You're going to cut it rather than like like a hamburger in yep. that way. So the side that would sit anyway, you're going to stick a candle in that. And then you're going to take the other side and you're going to put some uh, some butter and some brown sugar and a little bit of pepper and Ooh. some salt because uh, the pepper is the unexpected part there. Okay. Um, and you're just going to take that and you're just going to plop it. What you're going to do is you're going to put that off to the side. You're going to put the salt on the uh, on the egg and squash. You're going to put that at maybe this like 400 degrees. I hope everybody brought their pens and like paper. 400 degrees. You're going to roast it for about an hour. And then you're going to put that pad of butter and the uh, the cinnamon and sugar and uh, pepper on there. You're going to have a nice little Halloweenist treat. Ooh. Okay, so maybe that's the food. Yeah. It's butternut squash and mozzarella sticks? <laughs> I Yeah, I had mozzarella sticks last night. Ooh, Josh... You're lactose intolerant. Get ready. Oh, Jesus. Um, it's bad for your health. It's also why I've been having such a bad day up to this point. So it's not helping. It hacked your computer. <laughs> um, okay, so that's kind of like the traditional meal. Yes. A butternut squash. Roasted butternut squash. Mozzarella, mozzarella sticks. sticks. And any of the candy that you earned throughout the night. <laughs> yes. That's That's it. That's it. We didn't even think about this. It's hallow earnest because you have to be earnest, but you also have to earn it. We're not giving things out for free. There's no handouts in hallow earnest. <laughs> so then so then what is the Charlie Brown holiday special for this? What's our holiday our Charlie Brown holiday special? Um I mean, Charlie Brown and the value of hard work. (laughs) (laughs) I say we make up our own character. And we already have Uncle Chainsaw. So what if like it's like Uncle Chainsaw's very earnest, hollow earnest. Okay. Something along those lines where then it's similarly like he has to. Do a hard day's work. Yes, and I'm picturing uh, it's kind of like the 1950s style Christmas movie. It's where there's like a lot of special guests. Yes, that's like, hold up, I think I hear someone at the door. Is that Lavar Burton? Lavar <laughs> <laughs> Burton, if you want to come on the podcast, we if would love to have you. It's Lavar Burton, and then me and you in a series of wigs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. But still animated. Still animated. It's just it's clearly <laughs> animated like, <laughs> Josh and Paula in a series of wigs. And they're like, we could have done anything else. <laughs> <laughs> I like that a lot. And then there's like some singing. There's, you know, Uncle Chainsaw has to go on a journey to find his acorn squash. And there's all out at the store. So he has to grow his own. <laughs> oh, and it ta- by next year, he's ready. <laughs> yeah. And then the B plot is that there's there's a dog and a child and one of them's looking for God. <laughs> oh, God. Man, when you, when you distill it down to, the, to those words. <laughs> Sad. Um, so then I think there is one element of Halloween that we should we should take into our uh Hello Ernest. I'm listening. Haunted house. Yep. Yep. yep but yep, it yep, has yep. to be a version that is specifically for this. Uh-huh. The being earnest, hallow earnest, haunted house. Yes. TM. TM TM. A, a, a being earnest experience. Yes. <laughs> so it's filled with just our best bits. 
Ooh, and it's just spooky it's how just good they're. It's just a hall are. of fame for big time <laughs> podcast fans. <laughs> big time podcast fans. <laughs> Singular. <laughs> but there's like a, there's like the spooky like office like there's just not a lot of smoke spook- machines yeah there's the spooky haunted house music playing yes under- and it's just us being like do you remember the bit about harry potter uh, yeah <laughs> yeah yeah here's some fan art of of a pirate king that was related to paul <laughs> i will say saying your name in a vampire voice, incredibly, incredibly fun. Polo. Polo. You know, I always Polo thought I'd make. Skeggs. <laughs> That's good because I've always thought I'd make a good vampire. Really? Yes. Yes. Were you the kind of person when you were growing up where you were like, you know how people have an ex- obsession now where they're like, I want to be a mermaid. Yeah. Or whatever. Were you like the Twilight? Like, oh god, if Edward would just. Oh no no no! This was like definitely not like a. I mean, you know, God bless Twilight. If you were into it, like, you know, good, 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 good. Uh, I just think I'd be a good vampire because I'm very pale. Uh huh. I don't sleep a lot at night. Okay, are already doing pretty well. I freaking love wearing capes. Mmm, this is true. Blood? How do you feel about blood? I actually do pass out at the sight of blood. (laughs) (laughs) What if you're like a soda vampire? (laughs) Ooh, Ooh, diet coke. That's what I was going to say. It's just like, oh, my favorite. (laughs) And you just jump into the side of a two liter diet coke. And it's just like. (laughs) 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 Do they do they do vampires when they drink the blood? What sound do they make? Yeah. What sound do they make? And also, is the blood are they, do they are they just using the fangs to be able to get into the blood so that then they can drink the blood and it comes out and they're just drinking with their mouths? Or are the fam are the fangs actually sucking are up the, the blood? Are vampires fangs straws? Is yeah, that's asking. what I'm asking. Are, are they the po- fangs straws? Are they pointy straws that they can retract? All right, so hear me out. Are vampire fangs just advanced silly straws? <laughs> What I was going to say are, are vampires the most eco-conscious people on the planet? Oh. Because they're not buying straws. They can just be like, you be like, yes, I would like the slushy. And then. Oh, no, I bet their little teeth are so sensitive. They would hate a slushy. <laughs> oh, brain freeze. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, My windows be. Yeah. Someone told me once that if you put your fingers on the roof of your mouth, <laughs> it will put it all back into equilibrium. But my fangs get in the way. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Because if it wasn't, if their little things weren't straws, they would stab them, and then you would just hear like, yeah, right, exactly. Because like they need to use soup. Yeah, they would have to be like, Hump. all right, let me disconnect and. Well, and also, you know, let's be real. And if you don't like blood, I'm with you. So just picture, pretend that we're talking about tomato juice. <laughs> Those are just two little holes in the neck. Yeah, you really gotta work. Yeah, you know. Yeah. The, the the hydraulics, like the fluid dynamics of how this would work, oh, yeah. is really complicated. You know, it's too bad that they sleep all day and are up all night because vampires would really make good engineers. They, they would be would. valuable members of the workforce. Oh, yeah. If they turn away from their life of crime. Also, if they're getting nutrients sure. from the blood, sure. are their fangs and or their like digestive system filtering it into its component parts in which case like can they make water potable 
Like, could they filter out? Like, what do they actually? What do they want from the blood? Is it the ox? Is it the like oxygen from the blood? Sure. You know, I kind of wonder if it's more of an iron deficiency type. Yeah. Thing. Right. Exactly. Like, like yeah. if you just gave them like a like a nice piece of red meat. <laughs> they'd be yeah. They'd or they just put some iron pills. They just take yes. some iron pills because like they're probably. What if <gasps> Paula? I think I've cracked it. <gasps> what if they're all? vegetarian except for blood they're not eating the meat they're like they're oh vegan but they're and just they're, like, they're just they're like pescatarian but yes. they're like hematarian yes yes and if they just went back to meat, yeah good. but you know they keep talking about how you know it's the most eco-conscious choice that they can make. Well, we really are overpopulating the earth. This is true. You know, that part doesn't make sense to me about vampires. That part doesn't make sense to me about vampires. But also what doesn't make sense are other monsters. Sure. Example, e.g. werewolves. Yeah. 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 We, Josh and I have some problems. With yeah, I have problems with werewolves because... Are their bones getting longer? Uh, I hear you. You know what I mean? I like, hear you. Do you. Can you imagine how incredibly painful that would be? Yeah, as your bones expand and crack. Like, just think about... Like, and then they have to go back. Yeah, they'd have to go back. What I'm worried about are the clothes. Because, you know, the pants... <laughs> sure. The pants always stay on in the movies. Mm-hmm. But IRL? No. You those got, pants are flying right off. And, like, I don't want to get blue. I don't want to get blue. But, like... Okay, moms, please close your ears. When you turn into a vampire. Vampire? Sorry, a werewolf. Yeah. When you turn into a werewolf, do you have human junk or do you have dog junk? Dog junk. <laughs> so you have you have dog junk. You fully turn into a wolf. Fully. You're not going to, okay. <laughs> You're not going to turn into a, were- a wolf with just like human genitalia <laughs> well no that because sometimes be it's somewhere truly? in the middle it's always something no because they're like bipedal the kind of they the can world. stand on the two legs in no, a way that a wolf can't just a wolf that's learned a trick <laughs> okay there's okay. nothing i want to see less <laughs> if a werewolf started attacking me and then i noticed that they had like human parts downtown <laughs> <laughs> That's what would scare me more. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's talk about this for a second. <laughs> I'd be like, ah! <laughs> I hate that! <laughs> Get the pants that don't rip! Ring ring, it's mummy time. I don't like this at all. You don't like mummies? I don't like mummies. Have I, I talked about like, this at the I feel pod? like you've touched on this, but let's revisit. Yeah, um, I am an adult man who is afraid of mummies. What about mummy scares you? That they're like real people. Yeah. It's like a tangible thing and like you're confronted with death in a real and real kind of way. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm just like and like all the craziness of like they take your brain out through your nose. Through your nose. And all that kind of stuff. But they keep it in a little jar by you. Yeah, exactly. And like the weirdness of like, oh, and all your servants suffocated <laughs> in this tomb so as well. So you're scared of like the death. actual historical mummies. Yes, I'm scared of real like Museum of Fine Arts mummies. Got it, got it, got it. So let's say the you kind and I, that have a membership. <laughs> <laughs> let's say you and I we go on our yearly vacation. We go to Egypt. Okay. Okay. We go in a pyramid. I find a bug. 
Uh-huh. And I start reading this shit out loud. And I'm loud. like, Paula, I, you shouldn't be reading this out loud. <laughs> the lights are kind of like dimming and changing. And there's like a low chanting humming behind us. And, I, I and you won't respond stop. to the name Paula. <laughs> yes. And you can tell that I kind of think it's a bit. <laughs> and I keep being like, if I keep repeating this, this bit's going to get funnier. <laughs> <laughs> And you're begging and you're pleading. And then I'm like, well, let's move on. Like, then all of a sudden we hear. And a mummy turns the corner. Okay. What are you doing in the face of that mummy? Like, we're not talking about like a book about like the mummification process. A real mummy has been reincarnated based off my, my curse. What are you doing? Got it. So like, it is a legitimate, like it, Oh, it's, it's a cursed it, mummy. It yeah. was a person at some point. Yeah, it's and us. now it's yeah, like, but it's I, zombie. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'd like to think I'd like kick it in the face, but I would probably just like completely shut down. I think both of us would take a look at that mummy. We would go straight into the fetal position. Yeah, right, exactly. And we'd be like, "Whatever happens, <laughs> it's in this mummy's hands now." Yeah, right, exactly. We're certainly not fighters. Yeah, no, no, no. Um, a mummy is the uh, a mummy is the monster that you would be most able to fight, though. Maybe because you're still fighting another human. It's just so old, you know. I, I could f- fight a grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> God, <laughs> Paula, I have a hello earnest tradition that I'd like you to try. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Close your eyes. Okay. Keep them closed. <gasps> okay. And then Josh, put your, put Josh, your, where are you? You put your hand in this bowl. Ugh. it's four fingers. It's four oh. thumbs up. Josh, are these hello supposed to earnest be like, earnest edition? Aren't these supposed to be like cut up hot dogs or something? Where did you get these? <laughs> Open your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just carrots that I, warmed up just just now you're just trying to cover your own tracks where are these fingers from four thumbs up is a segment I where we- <laughs> <gasps> i'm missing four fingers too spooky yeah <laughs> do you just scare yourself yeah <laughs> i thought i was gonna lean into the spookiness four thumbs up is a segment where we creep up paula and uh we go to the internet's review sites to find earnest and honest and sincere reviews from across the interwebs. This and week. This week? We're staying on topic, honey. Ooh. Ooh. We're doing Halloween. Halloween. 2018. Yeah, not the original. Not the original. The, sequel, the, the new one. The one that came out recently. And, and, and quick, I, based off like the little bit of research we've done, and neither one of us has seen this movie, right? I have not seen it. It is about um, Jamie Lee Curtis... The mom from Freaky Friday. <laughs> the mom from Freaky Friday has barricaded herself inside a house and beloved comedian Michael Myers is trying to get in. Yes. I- <laughs> He's pounding on the door being like, oh, I'm Austin <laughs> Powers, baby. That's on my back, baby. <laughs> Fat bastards. <laughs> God, that, those movies were so, it's so big. <laughs> Never seen a single one. I don't think I realized they were supposed to be a comedy. I think I was like, ugh, these look gross. (laughs) (laughs) I have a review for us. Yes. So this user really liked this movie. They gave it an 8 out of 10. 
It is called Shocking, Shameless, and Horrific, dot, dot, dot. Awesome! Awesome! Just when you think a cringeworthy act of heroism is imminent, think again. What does that mean? What in the world? Just when you think a cringeworthy act of heroism is imminent, think again. I don't know what that means. Is that it's, the entire review? That, that feels like... No, there's more. That's just the first sentence, and I can't get past it. That feels like something uh, that someone would say to you on the first day of a job that they already know you're going to hate. Yeah, right? Like, you walk in and they go, welcome to the freaking office. Heroism's imminent. Yeah, yeah. Just when you think a cringeworthy act of heroism is imminent, think again, buddy. Here's the water cooler. There's the toilet. <laughs> Yes, I was expecting this to have numerous moments of cheese. How I was wrong. <gasps> I assume he means, or they mean cheesiness. But I I'd, like to, I'd like to think that they're like, in this franchise, lots of cheese. <laughs> Look, I was expecting to see Gouda. Blue. That's what Michael Myers is slashing. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants more fondue? <laughs> oh, it's so hot. <laughs> As an avid fan of horror movies, I am totally aware of the shambolic efforts that have graced our screens in years past. I was expecting the worst, but... And this is their third paragraph, and every single paragraph has had an ellipsis. So I am on the edge of my seat at this point. they should be the suspense writer. I mean, I guess, is Halloween really like suspense? (laughs) Kind of know what's going to happen. Yeah, right, exactly. I highly recommend watching this tipsy... In the darkness and alone, dot, 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 Uh, uh, that's how I did it. (laughs) I'm going to say something bold, and I'm not going to yuck anyone's yum, and if you're listening to this, you know you're my favorite person ever, but that's a bold move to watch a movie like that at home alone with the lights off. Like, guess what? You're the bravest person on earth. Yeah. I just think that's like such a weird intimate setting to be able to like, that. think of the things that you would do alone tipsy with the lights off. Yeah. And like watching a horror movie feels like not one of those things. No, no, no. If I'm alone looking for something to watch, first off, going to Seinfeld reruns. Sure. <laughs> Same ones. But if I was looking for something new, I don't think I would be like, I want the new Halloween. Like, that's terrifying. Let me get a little tipsy for this. Let me break out the good wine. The only reason to watch a horror movie is because you're trying to hold someone's hand. (laughs) Uh, I have one. It is called, I don't like slashers, but I loved this nine out of ten. Not a slasher fan, but my, we caught the world premiere at the film festival. And wow. Just great. I like that you, as you saw the word film festival, you turned into a posher version of you. <laughs> You're like, oh, we were just strolling by the film festival. You know, you, you know, David gets tickets every single year and we never use them. Oh, I guess we're just, I guess I was just at the film festival and I went, to, I went to the premiere. I wasn't just showing. Ugh. People just keep giving me these free event tickets and I never know what to do so with exhausted. them. It's just because everybody wants to see me at these. Yeah. Simply to, to take a photo of me and tell the friends they were in the same room. Look at the cut of this dress. <laughs> My guess is this reviewer uh, went 
to every movie she saw at that film festival and dropped that she saw it at the film festival. Mm. And I love that. Genuinely, we do the same thing. <clears throat> and wow, just great. Quote, it does what it says on the tin. End quote. Only better. What? Oh, they're using like a Britishism. Well, why are there quotations? Is that a line from a movie? I think that's what I was thinking. But I think what they're trying to say is like, it comes as advertised. Okay. Like, it does what it's like. It is what it is. All right. And what it says I'll tell it you is. what. I can tell you right now, this person's not from Britain. And I can also tell you they're putting use in words where they don't belong. Yeah, right. <laughs> and like, they keep having like weird accents at weird times. And you're like... They're like, oh, sorry. I guess I'm just still not back from studying abroad. <laughs> yeah, you're like, didn't wasn't it just like two weeks? <laughs> no spoilers, but scary, gory. I would <laughs> hope it was scary. <laughs> engaging and surprisingly funny. Great acting. <laughs> I'm not converted to be a slasher fan, but this gets my big thumbs up. Bravo. Wow. wow. <laughs> Big, Big thumbs, thumbs up. up. She's putting on her giant thumbs. Yeah. Wow. 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 <laughs> so in the inferior holiday Halloween. Yes. Trick. Familiar with it. Yep. Trick or treating happens. Yes. Also familiar with that. How, what's your strategy when you're trick or treating? Well, when I was trick or treating, uh, we would we would start early and then we would go until well after every single light was off. Interesting. Yes, yes, yes. You're All really night. milking that for the... Look, you get one night a year. You're milk dudsing it. Ooh. What, uh, I mean, of course, you want to go to like the fancier area first. Yes, for sure. We're not fools. Yeah, you go to the rich neighborhoods. Yes, yes, yes. What's yours? Um, So I grew up on a cul-de-sac. Okay. Where no one went. <laughs> so nice. we'd kind of like... It was almost like visiting family where, like, you have to say, like, you're at a family event and you're like, go say hi to your great aunt. Yeah. Or whatever. It's like we'd trick-or-treat at the neighbors just to make everyone feel like there might be trick-or-treaters. And then I would go to my, uh, growing up, my best friend Ben Sanderson's neighborhood, and we'd trick-or-treat around there. It's like a big loop, his street. And then we'd go, like, half a mile over to another neighborhood of McMansions. And we would just run train on this place. Well, I felt like a lot of times the fancier houses, you thought you were going to get better treats. No. But you didn't. It's not a direct uh, relationship between those. That's true. And you know what? There's a life lesson in there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's a life lesson in there. Yeah. Just because it's a rich part of town. If you're getting... It's not mean full candy bar, you will down. Yeah. If you're getting... Fun size or not things that aren't fun, and you're if you're giving. Sorry, let me try this one more time. Yeah. If you're giving out fun size candy or things that aren't actually fun, then you might be in a rich neighborhood. There we go. There we go. That beloved, <laughs> beloved saying. Um, but let me ask. Uh, let me ask you this. What is the weirdest possible thing that somebody could get? Because obviously the best thing you can give out at Halloween is a full-size candy bar. Yeah, full-size candy bar. Or they're like, hey, no one's coming through. You just want to take this bag of Reese's. Yes, and you're like, give yes, yes, give them to me. <laughs> um, and they would be so precious that you would like almost not eat them. Yes. At least it's always my strategy. Like, yeah, I, I just want to look at them. Yeah, so I imagine that there are there were children who were like, oh, this is a fun thing in which I am allowed to have fun. I, as a child, was like, 
Let me organize my candy. Yes. And then let Carefully me just like sl- into piles <laughs> and then rank them and then by size and then by color and then I'll rearrange them and then I'll put them away and then I'll organize them again. <laughs> yes, exactly. And I'll maybe eat one, but if I eat it, that means it's gone. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. You don't want to eat any of the special things and then they would go bad. Yeah. Um, can I tell you the weirdest thing I ever got trick-or-treating? Yes, please. A dictionary signed by our state representative. What? Yep. <laughs> Uh, so the state representative that lives in our town, uh-huh. uh, he uh, he always kind of challenged himself to give out something a little quirky. Okay. You know? And I will never forget one year we went to his house mm-hmm. and he, um, we rang the doorbell mm-hmm. and he gave us. There was dictionaries, like paperback copies of dictionaries. Like pocket dictionaries. Yes. And then he said, hold on. And then he opened it and he took out his black marker and he signed it to Paula from Representative. (laughs) Is that not the craziest thing you've ever heard? We're naming him. Yeah, we're we're dropping his name. (laughs) That is crazy. We elect someone else. (laughs) Yeah. I just like, okay, let's unpack this a little bit. So, um, there's always going to be someone when you're trick-or-treating who's trying to do something, like, good for the kids. Sure. Like, oh, I gave them apples or whatever. Sure. Or and people I- don't want that, and guess what? They're not eating it. Yeah, right. No one wants it, and no. you're not, like, making a point. You're just, like, kind of being an asshole. Yeah, you're just... You're just giving my trash food. Yeah, right. Exactly. It's the equivalent... <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> it's the equivalent of, like, the person in college uh, discussion section who's like, well, I thought like two minutes oh before the God. bell yes, goes off. Giving an apple to a kid on trigger on Halloween is like saying like to be devil's advocate. Take your fedora and get out of here. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> well, there's two minutes left in class. We were done and we were going to leave early. Yes, yes, yes. And they always settle back into their chair. Yeah, right. Exactly. So that's the first crime here. Yes. Um, the second crime is that it's not even like it's not even like it's an equivalent item. Right. right. It's not because an apple is also food. Apple and candy, both food. Sure, sure, sure. Maybe not nutritionally. Yeah. But, Arguable. But you, you are supposed to eat both supposed of them. supposed to put those in your mouth, yeah. The cognitive dissonance between yes. <laughs> candy and book of words yes, yes, is yes. incredibly different. And then um, I think the last piece is like the signing it. The signing it. <laughs> And I remember that was the part that that really tickled people. (laughs) (laughs) Well, because it's just like... And to make it out to me as if he wrote the book. Yeah, Yeah. that's what I was about to say. As if he was like, hello from me, Representative Wordman. Yeah, (laughs) hello. I'm Representative Miriam Webster. Yeah, I was just going to say. He was not Miriam nor Webster. (laughs) Yeah, because the things that you sign to give to someone else, checks. Mm Mm-hmm. Contracts, yeah. Art that you've created, yes. Pictures of yourself, yes. Or, or you know, a, a book that you did write, yeah, exactly. Like well, you, art you created, art you created, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't do any of those things. Yeah, he, he got a, he got things. a palette full. Oh, of sorry, I missed one. Baseballs, baseballs, you get yes, <laughs> but only if you are somehow related to any of those. Like you're not. <laughs> yeah, it's not like I walked in here and was like, "Hey, Paula, could you like." Happy birthday. I gave you a signed baseball. <laughs> yeah. It's not like I walk into your house and like pull off like a cookbook off the shelf and pop that open and be like, to Josh, <laughs> Paula. Keep cooking. <laughs> <laughs> Cook on, you crazy diamond. I just like, what would, 
What did he think he was going to get at? You were going to get out of that. Like, did he just think that the world didn't know enough words? <laughs> the vocabulary of the world was too small. God, it was the craziest thing. And also, like, books are heavy. Yeah. And well, the dictionaries and it was a paperback. Heavy. Yeah, the, like, paperback dictionaries that they'd give you. We had to buy them for, like, third grade, I remember. Yes, yes, Because, yes. like, you would have to look up words because there'd be spelling words for the week. Yes. It's not like you're going to come back to the representative's <laughs> house and be like, cinnamon. <laughs> C I. <laughs> well, and I remember, like, that feeling of when you're a kid. I mean, we were probably in fourth or fifth grade. Mm-hmm. Like, I think we were probably on the older side of trick-or-treating, but like still trick-or-treating. Sure. When you know something's weird, but you don't have the words yet to like explain why. <laughs> I would argue that this scenario is also one where as an adult uh-huh. in the moment, I would know it was weird and have no idea why it was weird. Other than it was like, this isn't done. <laughs> <laughs> this simply isn't done. And, but it's like, it's like I understand if like maybe he got a deal online of dictionaries and maybe he was like, you know what? We'll do something else. You think like, he's, I kind of. You think he needs to push the inventory of this dictionary <laughs> stock like, because he's like doing some kind of like pyramid scheme where yeah, he's trying to sell dictionaries? Like maybe, maybe that. But then the act of signing it is it's just so weird. That I've not stopped thinking about it <laughs> for 20 years. That's crazy. I know. That's so dumb. So do you think that's the weirdest thing you can give someone trick-or-treating? Or do you think there's weirder stuff? I think that's way up there. I think it's really up there because it's just like... It's just so... It's it's absurdist. It's yes. just completely it's nonsensical. Like if, you, if you put that in a, in a movie, people would be like... I, <laughs> I don't, I don't it. get it. What? I don't get it. Like, it's, like that because it's straight out of like a French film. Like you, you, it's almost to the point where you're like, is there hidden meaning yeah, here? Yeah. But there isn't meaning. <laughs> like, are there like letters carved out in here? Because like I'm thinking of like giving someone like give them a raw fish or whatever. It's like, well, maybe that's the tradition in the Scandinavian country <laughs> you come from or whatever. Or like, but ma- also like a raw fish, you'd be like, I don't want that. Like even a kid would be like, no, thank you, <laughs> no, thank you. Yeah, and like it's. If it was a self-published book, you'd be like, that's an asshole. <laughs> that's but an like, asshole, but it makes sense. It makes sense. He's trying to push inventory. But like a dictionary, it's like a utilitarian tool. Signed. Signed, Signed. by a guy who had nothing to <laughs> do with it. it. <sighs> it's just chaos. <laughs> that being said... For Hallow Ernest, the only appropriate <laughs> gift that you can give is a signed dictionary. <laughs> or if you don't want to spring for a dictionary, get print out a word from the website. <laughs> print out a bunch of individual words and definitions and sign all of those <laughs> to... I do want to touch on one more thing with trick-or-treating. So what we would do is we'd get as much candy as we possibly could and stuff them into our pillowcases. Yes. And then we'd come back to a house and dump it all on the floor in individual piles. I thought you meant you would dump it on the lawn of one of these houses. <laughs> like no. we'd come back to one and be like, we're sorting it here. <laughs> <laughs> no, we were in our own homes and uh, we would all be together and we'd sit there and sort it and then trade. Oh, trading. Yeah. We would trade. Like, like it I'll was give a, you two for this. And yeah, like, like yeah. it, like we were playing, Madden and yes. we were in di- and we were in dynasty mode. <laughs> you know, I think that would be my dream Halloween party. 
everyone. Okay, okay, I'm pitching this. Okay, this is an Ernest Ween party. Okay, this is a hollow Ernest party. This is how you can listeners at home. This is what you need to be throwing. This is a real idea. This is a real idea. So, what if you do a party where everyone brings a bag of candy, and then you trick or treat around to everybody, so that makes you have to do a little small talk. You get a piece of everyone's candy, so you get your own bag of candy. Then you can spread out and do the trading part. I like that. I do fear. End of sentence. <laughs> I, I, I fear that depending on which candy people bring, their popularity at the party will be higher than others. Well, then that's a valuable lesson for them, isn't it? <laughs> yep. Don't I, come showing up to my party with a bag of Tootsie Rolls. Yeah, right. <laughs> Don't you dare show up with some sweet and low. Yeah, Not sweet and low. That's the that's the sugar. Yeah, that'd be um, weird. Is uh, actually, what, they, what am I trying to say? Uh, good and plenties. Yes, yes. You got to think of something kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Like Mike and Ike's. That's a great idea. Tim, 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 Tim. Paula, I'm really sorry that I've been so tired today. It's been a really long day. I was That's all work- right, Josh. I was working in the lab late last night. Yeah? Go on. Did your eyes behold an eerie sight? When yeah. suddenly your thing from the slab began to rise, and suddenly, to your surprise, he did the mash? Yeah, he did the monster mash. The monster mash? It was a graveyard smash. The monster mash? <laughs> It got on in a bash. <laughs> the monster mash. <laughs> oh, I hope I'm not right on any of those words. And I just said it like a jackass being like, these are the words. <laughs> and people listening are like, no. <laughs> people are yelling into their phones like, no. You stupid idiot. Well, Josh, I, um, so everybody knows the monster mash, right? I think so. Yeah. I would love to read you a little bit. Of it's a, uh, it's Dr. What's his face? Dr. Bobby Boris Pickett. Yeah, but it's he has a a what's it called a um a pseudonym. It was on his show. It's like famous Doctor Demento it's from Doctor Demento. I almost said Doctor Zhivago. That is a very different thing. Different guy. Different guy. Different Am I guy. Fully wrong. I'm sure they were probably friends. Yeah. <laughs> um, but can I just read you the history of the Monster Mash? Because I'll tell you what, weirder than you think. Really? Yeah. So it is a 1962 song by Bobby Boris, quote unquote. Pick it. Um, the song was banned by the BBC because they said it was too morbid. Good. Too good? <laughs> too, <laughs> way too morbid, which is absolutely crazy. They went on tour for a long time, but I think what's important here that I want to talk about is how many follow-up songs there are to the Monster Man. Oh, wow. Because I had thought that it was just a one-and-done kind of situation. Oh, no, no, no. Because, like... There's only one Halloween song, and it's the Monster Mash. Are there any other Halloween songs? Oh, well, get ready. <laughs> so and they, rec- they re-record the song a few times, Okay, <laughs> which is like kind of cool. So then later in 1962, they record Monster's Holiday, a Christmas-themed follow-up. Okay. In 1970- a Christmas-Halloween <laughs> collab. In 1974, a different guy recorded that song, but this time calling it, It's a Monster's Party. <laughs> <laughs> that was number six on Billboard. Wait, it so was this- people are like, we're loving this. <laughs> okay. But then, <clears throat> this is directly from Wikipedia. In 1985, with American culture experiencing a growing awareness of rap music- <laughs> Pickett released Monsters Rap. 
<laughs> which describes the mad scientist's frustration at being unable to teach the dancing monster from Monster Smash how to talk. So call back. The problem is solved when he teaches the monster how to rap. Then. What? During the 2004 presidential election, Pickett what? turned the song into a campaign video and retitled it Monster Slash. Monster Slash uh, was written with environmental campaigner Peter Altman, and it was a critique of George W. Bush's environmental policy. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> what? I love the idea of, I mean, like, look, you get your five minutes of fame and you make something iconic and you just ride that for the rest of your life. Though, can I make a rule? Can I add another rule of uh, Hallow Ernest? Yes. You can only play Monster Mash variant songs, but you can't play the Monster Mash. Monster rap. Monster rap and repeat. I think that's going to do it I for us. I think that's going to do it for us. Sorry, I should say, I think that's going to do it for us. Before we go, we have our weekly signature segment. Earnest moment of the week. Um, So I have a very excellent, very excellent earnest moment. I mean, all earnest moments of the week are excellent. Sure. But this one is uh, especially excellent. Submitted to us from our good friend, Peter. Hi, and, Peter. Hi, Peter. And he says, yesterday I attended my girlfriend's family reunion for the first time. It's held in a tiny town way down in southern Illinois, population 1900. This was the 51st reunion. Anyway, the family always uses Robert's Rules of Order parliamentary procedure to keep everyone organized before digging into potluck lunch. Oh my God. This means of the family, there's a secretary, treasurer, introducing and ratifying motions, etc. He says, I loved watching her family members earnestly following and reminding each other of the rules and procedures. It also meant that new members of the family aren't born into the family, who aren't born into the family, are voted in. So I was asked to stand in front of 75 folks, and I was successfully inducted into the family almost unanimously. (laughs) (laughs) I enjoyed participating in the process and eating fried chicken afterward. What? That is the most wonderful thing. And I want to go and I want them to unanimously, almost unanimously <laughs> vote me into their family. Also, Peter is a, an amazing person. So like <laughs> should be always unanimously voted in. <laughs> That's crazy. That's crazy. Isn't that so sweet and so earnest and so wonderful? Um, when I was in student government in college, we followed Robert's Rules of Order. When I was in middle school on the like middle school council that also met with the administration, we used it too. Okay, I guess our college student government didn't get to do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love that one so much. And I'm going to give you a second one. Peter Peter sent another one that is really Please. good. I'm just going to throw in. Um, the it, He discovered a YouTube channel that he said is the Japanese Bob Ross We'll post this on our social media. It is called Watercolor by Shibiaski. Okay. And so we will post that, and it sounds incredible. That sounds really, really good. Yes. I have one from our good friend and listener, Kristen. Hi, Kristen. She says, A perfect prince of a golden doodle stopped his owners on a walk before crossing the street to stop and pick up a giant stick. Aww. He seemed to still be pretty little and puppy-like. He could not get the stick, but he kept trying. 
I couldn't stop smiling looking at this go down as I passed all the owners and I as I passed them all the owners and I shared a smile and I kept walking to my destination we co- we all collectively were so happy to see a cute puppy living his best life oh that's a very good one I love that I love it and as always, we want to say a very big thank you to Ryan Cruz for designing our incredible logo. You can find her on Instagram at, at @rbcruiser. And thank you to Dylan Dutch for our fantastic theme song. And he is on Twitter at, at Dylan Dutch, D-O-E-T-C-H. And until next week, Make sure to do your hollow earnest right and give someone a signed dictionary. (laughs) Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next week. Bye.